call me Al, you can call me Ed, you just, just fucking call me, why don't you? Hey everybody now, welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast, and finally, we can say there is a 2023 Pearl Jam tour happening. It's good news, everybody. We kind of rumored this for the last couple of weeks, and we knew from the leak that there were going to be cities, and everything that we had, all the information was right. It's only nine dates, it's five different cities, but... At this stage in the game, as we'll kind of talk about, big storyline and theme going into these shows is that anything that we get right now is a big plus. And we'll get into that. We got a lot about the actual cities. We got a lot about kind of expectations and preparations and maybe even a thing or two that we might be doing on the road. Who knows? But we'll get to all that right now. Randy Sobel over here. John Farrar over there. Hello, hello. Here we are. We're back. We're back. Yes, it's time to go on the road again. It's a beautiful thing. And we're back in September, too. I don't know why. I love going on the road in September. Hmm. And I understand that it's not the most convenient. And by saying it's not the most convenient, I'm looking in your direction. Because every and literally when it comes to like the Minnesota shows and the Chicago shows, people are like, can't make it. Got to get the kids to school. I I will be in that boat in the next couple of years. That's a huge concern. But for some reason, the September shows feel so nice because it's like not a very touristy month. Like you're able to find flights. You're able to get hotels. The weather's still awesome. I loved going out at that point that we did last year and being able to kind of go through that part of the country and experience what we did. Yeah, it's still hot, but Mm-hmm. It, it almost doesn't matter. You're kind of out with people and, you know, it kind of feels like a post-summer celebration that it extended an extra two weeks almost. Yeah, and I, I am going to push back a little bit on some stuff here. I'm not. I'm a little bit more lukewarm on this maybe, but I do want to point out early on that I am glad they're touring. I am glad we're getting something this year better than taking the whole year off. And hopefully, you know, as we go through the summer, you know, maybe uh, I've got an idea that maybe – this new record is hopefully more done than we think it is. And this is just kind of a warm up for that and then leading to something bigger in the winter. But I'm not as stoked on this. The timing of it is is bad. The cities don't make a lot of sense for me. I mean, Chicago notwithstanding. But I'm just, yeah, when I, you know, the leak came out, we kind of had an idea of, of what this was going to be. And I was like, eh, really? Like, hopefully there'll be more or, you know, something else added. But we're getting nine shows. That seems like not a lot. I wonder if the hangover from last year is, is worn on them a little bit. We're getting to the point where everyone's going to be pushing 60. So I just, yeah, after last year, the the way that it ended with the, they had so much momentum coming out of that, that East Coast run, like I was, I was hopeful that we were going to get to capitalize on that and get a bigger thing, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Well, I think it all depends on where people's location are and what their availability is. For you, you were able to go to that stretch, Nashville, Louisville, St. Louis, because you live rather close to Tennessee. So you were able to drive that and made the exception to drive everywhere else. Like that was easier. And, you know, a lot of Pearl Jam's base is East Coast, 
is West Coast. It's like one major area or so. And look, there are Midwest fans, no doubt about it. And that's why they are going to the they wouldn't be going to the Midwest and the Southwest if there weren't fans there. Chicago, huge. We don't have to really mention that. You guys all know. And I think it's okay because East Coast got hit last year. West Coast got hit last year. Not every single spot, but at least there were opportunities for everybody. So now all the Midwest people that had to go out to California, that had to go maybe to Canada, who knows, now have this opportunity, right? What seems like in their backyard to go. And yeah, they had an opportunity or two last year. I guess you'd consider St. Louis, of course, and maybe even Louisville, even though that's kind of selfish. But I, I think that you have to give everybody their due. And a lot of these venues and cities that they're going to here are ones that they just don't travel to a whole lot. So doing a little tour like this, nine dates, done in three weeks, essentially, not classic vintage Pearl Jam at all. And I think we need to get that out of our minds that they probably don't have another 50 show mega tour in them at this point. I think the idea for them would probably be something like what they did last year is that have somewhere around 10 to 12 dates in a certain area, take a month or two off, then go to another area and do the same amount and then maybe go to another area. And it feels like a lot of what we're talking about here, Minnesota, Chicago, Indianapolis, Dallas and Austin, I I should say Fort Worth, but there's a reason. These places just don't get Pearl Jam shows on the norm. And well, I'm see, gonna I, even... I can push back on that and say that there's there's a lot of places that that haven't had Pearl Jam shows in the norm. And again, I, I'm gonna speak that I you know I was hoping to get maybe a hometown show this year. That's that doesn't look like that's gonna happen. They haven't played here since 2012. And then I feel for the the people in Raleigh after that show got canceled. It was like they literally said, well, we're going to make that show up as soon as possible. And those, those people are still waiting too. So yeah, there's been a lot of places that haven't had shows. I mean, Seattle hasn't had a show since 2018, five years. Like if there had been something like that, like I, you know, I could have maybe justified like doing that, but here we are, you know, we're still four or five months out as it gets closer. Yes. I'll be excited. It'll be excited to see what they're going to play. The excitement will come for the set list and things like that. And people who are going super stoked, and I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be looking for Facebook streams and doing the whole thing. Why don't we move on to like the dates of the shows and the locations yep. and stuff like that? We obviously have, we got, we start out with two in St. Paul, Minnesota. Shout out to Steven Hyde and get some shows there. Hey, good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to those two. I should convince him to go to Chicago one too. That'd be, that'd be a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. actually, it's in my head right now. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll send them a message. But the Chicago ones are right after Minnesota, and in between each city is two days off. And you kind of mentioned this before, that we're coming off of last year, which was a great tour year, but also tumultuous in a way, because we had cancellations, we had band members getting sick, we had band members losing their voice, and... At this stage in the game, yeah, they are pushing 60. And I know a lot of people out there will probably look at other bands and they're like, well, they're 60. They still do it. They do it every year. They do 25 dates every year. They do two legs every year. And I don't think that's fair to put that 
on this band who wants to be doing this for the next 20 years and they all want to be alive doing it in their best health and best capacity. So the best way to get them there is to kind of slow it down in points. And really, maybe the rest days in between, maybe the nine days, maybe this sets the table for 2024 going back to you know, the rhythm of, of maybe 15 a leg and even 2013, you have to think about the lightning bolt tour. They took two weeks off before going back out for a second leg and they were both 15 shows. So that's pretty standard for them. I know it seems like if you look overall, yeah, that's a lot, but this might be the thing going forward. I think everybody just might have to find a way to get used to it. Four out of the five cities, you're getting two nights. So it's good for the set list. You're going to get a night one and a night two, which is always interesting to talk about. It's good for people there. You can get the two shows back to back. Good for the band. They don't have to travel as much. So I I do like that that's a thing that came back because it felt like for a while that wasn't the case for a lot of the shows. They didn't do a lot of those two night stands. It's good to see that those are back. The one thing that's a little disappointing for the traveler is that now you really have to make this almost a week affair because I just bought hotels and flights for Chicago and I'm going to, I never fly in on day of show. I think that's kind of standard. Nobody ever does that, but going in on Monday show Tuesday, then the off day in between does make it difficult. You know, it's just another day to spend money and it's just money that maybe you don't have or money that it's like, okay, well, this could have gone to another show somewhere else because honestly, on the off day, what are you going to do? You're going to want to go and do touristy stuff. You're going to want to hang out. You're going to want to eat. You're going to want to drink like it's a lot more that you have to invest into this hot i'm gonna call it a hobby it's a lifestyle too but hobby lifestyle whatever you want to call it that it makes it tougher for all of us but also in a way we kind of have to make choices now you know we can't do a full tour i know that there are people that are going to be going to all night i know that there are are people out there but now it's kind of one of those things like okay going to chicago for a week i'm going to dallas for a week and that's that like it's tougher now it's tougher now with the ticket prices that kind of went up it's going to be a lot more difficult to handle financially for people that are scraping the bottle of barrel just to get to any show oh absolutely i mean if you're looking at the cost of these things has just skyrocketed and yes Ticketmaster does what they do but there's got to be some accountability there we were talking before we started recording like i remember 2013 2014 tickets were like 80 85 dollars a piece and now you're looking at twice that in 10 years these things have doubled like that's a barrier too because people might not be able to afford to go to both nights whereas before they would have jumped on it immediately but yeah you're gonna people are gonna have to be more selective i think you'll see less traveling this year than you have before yep and I think the like the nine shows definitely helps that, and the time in between helps that. Like I would have loved to gone to, to Indy, and if there was one day off in between Chicago and Indy, maybe I would have made it work. But like Indy's just kind of floating alone on its own island. This is it's so weird. Like there's no second date when you even look at the travel map. Everything is kind of a straight shot down, but it juts out to the right. Yeah. yeah when it comes to Indianapolis and then goes back and and down into Texas. But yeah, I mean, there's just 
kind of the weird oddities of of all this and that being said i do think that because indianapolis isn't getting the same treatment than the rest of them i think that they will be the show to watch for the sleeper show calling it you can call that i'm just gonna call a great show i don't i don't care what album and you know what like imagine if they were doing two more dates imagine if they were doing two more dates could you see like maybe that they would try doing an album a night? That's probably a little far fetched, no, but like that's no, those, those days are over. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I figured, but I'm just bringing it up because it's fun to ponder. But yeah, anyway, so obviously Minnesota, Chicago. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the locations in just a second. I know I teed it up like five minutes ago, but there's something else I want to get to. Chicago, Indy, Dallas slash Fort Worth, and Austin. Let's hold on to that thought. Right now, I want to share with you guys, this isn't our only episode that was released today. Today we have an Evolution Series episode that we just put out, and it's on the song Love Boat Captain. It's both one of our favorite songs. It's always in my top 10 favorites, and I don't have to sell you guys on it. It's one of those songs that it just tells a little bit of the story of the band. It memorializes a huge tragic moment in their history. And it's a song when you hear it live, it's one where the crowd just comes together on it. And in a way, in moments where it's needed, helps the band grieve. And it was a really fun story to tell. And I know a lot of people that are listening in might be listening to this podcast for the first time. If you are, then hello. Hopefully we didn't scare you away with some of the conversation that we were having two minutes ago. But The Evolution series, basically what it does is we go through a song and we listen to the whole entire catalog of it. We go through, and Love Boat Captain, I believe, had like 97, 96 versions. And we go through every single version to figure out what the story is put together over the years, what the most important versions are. And we break it all down into one big thesis statement and two hour plus episode, which is available over on our Patreon. And the reason why I mention this right now is that the Patreon does help fund a lot of what we're going to be doing on tour when it comes to events, when it comes to putting together merch packages and things like that. That'll be a huge factor to help us out because... Obviously, there's other things to pay for tour-wise, so we do ask for a little bit of funding just to help out, and in return, we try to give you these massive episodes with this greater research and everything like that. So, John, if you want to sell them on it too, like I feel like I got thousands of more words to go, but what do you have to say about it? Yeah, I mean, Love Boat Captain, you know, it's probably one of the most important songs that was written in the post kind of binaural era. It just tells the story of the band in kind of their second half, their second act starting in, you know, 2002 and 2003 onward. And we talked about probably a third of the versions, at least it was really fun to put together to go back and find these clips and tie it together. And yeah, the evolution episodes really, it's just something that, that I know you are too. I'm super proud of the things that we do and really the stories that we're able to tell and kind of make those connections and kind of bring more of the story to people and kind of explain some of those things that maybe people, you know, don't, if you don't have time to listen to all this stuff that, that maybe it's, it's something that you'd be interested in. So yeah, hopefully people go to the, the page 
Patreon, check it out. You did post the clip, which was really cool the other day. I hope people go listen to that. And if you want more, then check it out. You know, for a month, a couple of months, get you a chance to listen to some of that stuff. It's all on live on fourlegs.com. So, yeah, I hope people check it out. All we're asking for from people is a dollar a month. That's the low on this. If you donate a dollar a month, listen to everything and feel like, okay, that's enough, then that's fine. But yeah, like any support is absolutely needed right now. You never know what's going to pop up. Like anything can happen on this tour where we'll need some help funding, which is going to go back into doing stuff for you guys anyway. So yeah, it's patreon.com slash live and four legs. And all you got to do is follow the rules there. It'll give you three tiers. If you wish to donate more than a dollar, you have the opportunity to join the giga leg for $5 a month or the horizon leg for $10 a month. And as both of us said, like the evolution episodes are really our life's work in a way. And we're super proud of them. And that's why we spent all this time on an episode. That's not about this to talk about them because we feel so strongly that people that love the history of this band need to be listening to something like this. Yeah. It's coming from the people that created it. So is it as much weight as it should hold? I don't know, but I do know that I've not really put a lot of effort into other things research wise in my life. Like I have for this. So It's work that we really love, and all we ask is that you guys enjoy it, listen to it, and enjoy it. But also, I don't want to forget this at all, because after every single show on our Patreon, we will have instant reaction the following morning. So we'll have somebody on site at, say, St. Paul that we'll be talking to there that will give their analysis and what they enjoyed from the show, and we'll relay that all back to you. And then shows that I'll be at in Chicago and Dallas, we'll do the same thing, and you'll get it right from you know the horse's mouth here so we'll do that for every single show we did it last year it was a huge hit people really really loved it so that's just another added bonus into what goes on on our patreon again here are the ways that you can sign up it is patreon.com slash live on four legs or go to the patreon app and search for live on four legs or go to live on four legs.com and click on the become a patron button all right back to the stuff that you all came to listen to Minnesota, they hadn't been back since 2014. Before 2014, I think it had been 2006. So there's a bit of a trend here. It was eight years, and now it's nine years. That's a it's a long time. And and look, it, you, you go back to what you said before about Atlanta. Like, not every place is going to get their shows immediately and right away. Everybody deserves a show. Let's just put it that way. But I think that the reason why they're going back to Minnesota is because of the University of Minnesota's Children's Hospital and the work that they've been doing with EB. If you've listened to that show, we covered it a couple of months ago, so it's in our archive if that's something that you want to listen to. That's free and available on all platforms. The St. Paul Show featured Dr. Jakob Tolar that came on stage and talked about the disease and talked about the band. And it was a very entertaining moment with Ed showing him around the stage like, oh, you showed me your office. I'm going to show you mine kind of deal. And it was a very fun, lighthearted moment. But I think now from what we know about EB, 
and how much has been raised for EB over the last couple of years. The live streams have done, done really, really well. I think that this is going to be different here, and it's going to be interesting to see what the nine-year progress has been. Yeah, that was a great show back in 2014. In St. Paul, like, you know, it, you think of Austin as being the one here that's like the hip kind of cool music town, but St. Paul's got a got a good history too. You're, I'll be looking to... Interesting to see if they pull out a Husker Du or replacements tag at some point. Oh, replacements um, is coming and probably yeah, yeah, Purple be, Rain. Be be very nice. Yeah, the Prince thing too. Obviously, you could probably count on Purple Rain there one of those nights. But yeah, St. Paul, those are going to be sneaky good shows, especially kicking off the tour. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what the shows look like. Will they keep doing the sit down set of the four or five songs? And then, you know, what are the set list going to be like? Are we going to possibly hear some new songs? You know, will we know they've been working on stuff for the last year? So those first couple of shows will be highly anticipated, especially for, you know, people like you who are going to be going to Chicago. Those Chicago ones are going to be like the big emotional ones is going to be coming later. So everybody's going to be watching those first two to see what they pull out. Yeah, really tough to miss a Chicago show, that's for sure. And I agree with you. I think that it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the beginning of the set now. I would assume that they would go back to a little bit. Maybe they go back to what they were doing in 2013, where it was just three slow songs to start, and it wasn't necessarily a sit-down set. Maybe they go back to that a little bit. But yeah, that was, for most of these shows, like a huge highlight. And it led to songs that just almost never get played. Like Other Side got played in yeah. this section. All those yesterdays got played in this section. Like it was, it became kind of the must see. And almost for some of these songs too. And I'm looking at you, Garden, Garden Present Tense. Like it just heightened these songs. And hard to imagine. Like these songs were given a new life live that maybe you hadn't you know, seen from the song since a couple decades ago or something like that. Like hard to imagine was just explosive garden. The version in Ottawa, I mean, probably might be one of the best performances in the last decade. So I really hope they don't take it away because it did lead to a lot of moments like this. And I think a lot of us are going to be hopefully anticipating this going forward. You did mention Chicago. So Chicago would be next on the docket. And what's interesting about Chicago here is that they are playing in the United Center, not Wrigley Field, for the first time since 2009. So it'll be 14 years. And I was at one of those shows. I was at the second night of that. That was actually my second show ever, believe it or not. And it's interesting because that was like right when Backspacer was coming out. We only had a few songs under our belt that we had heard and they were starting to pull out Gotsum and The Fixer. And I believe the first night they even brought out Supersonic. So they were starting to bring out this new stuff and it, it, it kind of made me think like, oh, well, they did this kind of tour in the beginning of 2009 where they only went to select random kind of places like Calgary and then went out to Berlin. Like it, it felt very, very random there and went to San Francisco. And I'm wondering just back in my head, like, Hey, maybe this is kind of a showcase for some of what could be new albums. I don't know. I would say probably it's about 30, 70, but yeah, I just, it got me to thinking that. You know, Chicago, you know, since they're not playing Seattle, you know, this is kind of the the hometown, the big one. You know, these are going to have the biggest crowds and, you know, they're going to get probably going to get a present tense there. You're probably going to get 
black, red, yellow. You know, I mean that that is the whole. I think you're going to get a release opener. I think that amongst I everything think, else uh, is going to be. Bet. Yeah, yeah, probably a safe bet to get released on one of those nights. But yeah, those are definitely going to be the ones that people point at early on. It's like, oh, those are the ones you don't want to miss. Yeah, and what's what's really interesting here, and I'll I'll be at both these nights, and we're going to be doing some kind of event on the off day, and that kind of leads me to what I'm going to say about the off day, is that the Cubs have a day game on that day and on the 6th, and like there's absolutely no way that Ed won't be at that game. There's yeah. got to be a first pitch being thrown. I'm sure there's going to be take me out to the ball game, whatever. I have a feeling that might be a 10 club day. So just keep that in mind. Everybody's going to be in the city. I'm sure everybody's going to want to buy tickets to that game. So they're probably going to give out some kind of shirt. So just keep that in mind. Like, I know there's a lot of things to do in Chicago, but Wrigley Field almost certainly has to be one of the top things. Now, we kind of talked about Indy a little bit. Is there anything else you got to say about Indy? Like, it, it does feel like the outlier, but, I mean, that's a, it's another one where I think that people that are in states closer that really didn't get shows before, like Ohio and places like that, yeah, Michigan, yeah. like, they can easily go to that, uh, that show. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little more, it's a little more central, even if you're in, like, Pennsylvania or something in Pittsburgh area, you know, Indianapolis is probably doable for you. Yeah, it's just one of those hubs that like it's something where it's kind of more in the middle for people and it's they needed something to get from Chicago to Fort Worth and like, well, they did St. Louis last year, that would be the obvious one, but not gonna go back there. You know, you'd be gonna do Kansas or Nebraska, like eh. I think it just was like, what's the best option to get us from the north part to the south? Now, let's kind of package the last two together. It's going to be the Dallas-Fort Worth show at Dickey's Arena, and then Austin. Getting a little weird with Austin there, being down at the Moody Center for two days. And and what's interesting about the Austin show is that those two shows are the only back-to-back nights that they're playing in this whole tour. So that's interesting. And, And I'm wondering if they left it for the last date thinking that, oh, well, we don't have to worry about sort of suspending Ed's voice or anything like that. Like, we can just kind of do our thing and then be done for a couple weeks until Ed goes and does Ohana or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the last night of the tour, so just push it and they don't have to worry about it. Absolutely. It's interesting that, you know, those are the end. We'll see, you know, kind of, again, the elephant in the room is they had three legs last year and and only got through one of them complete so i think you you know you're right this is this is spaced out directly in in response to that but you know you're looking at that it's almost exactly a year from the three night run they had in you know nashville louisville st louis and they and they pulled that off so we'll see how amazingly he's at he's he'll, he'll have had 11 months off so should be well rested he should be all right yeah, he's had like one or two Earthling shows, but he should be all right. Yeah. Texas is very interesting, too, because you think of how big Texas is, and really it's most of the South that just kind of gets ignored and kind of gets forgotten about. And Texas hasn't had a show since the Austin City Limits show. And, and yeah, you, you, that's yes, that's festival, so it's not a Pearl Jam show. I guess the last Pearl Jam-centric show would be that 2013 one in Dallas. And that just feels like a long time to not be in Texas. And 
Yeah, I, 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 good for them because I know a lot of people that are from the area that really, as we kind of mentioned here, that wouldn't be able to make other shows. And I'm happy that they're all getting something. And let me tell you something, John. I don't think this is, should be a surprise. I think this is going to finally end my hunt. This is why I'm I'm going to <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth, and I and this is why I have to call it Dallas. You see, we'll see. so. Of course, there are like thousands of songs I want to still see and stuff that'll probably be on my bucket list until the last day they play. However, there's one that I feel like has always been within reach and I've always just fallen just short of. And that's the song that has essentially defined what my fandom is to this day. And that's Brain of J opening up the Yield record for the first time, putting it on and hearing it, that was enough for me to say this band is the greatest band on the planet. And it's always stuck with me, obviously. How could it not? You always have that feeling of being 12 again when you listen to something, and I I was 12 when Yield came out. And it's just eluded me. And it's the last one I need off of Yield. I'd been waiting on MFC for a very long time and got it last year in Camden, thankfully. And this is my way of just saying, all right, I'm done chasing. I know the content of the song. I know that every time they go down to Dallas, yes, Dallas, that's why I'm continuing to call it Dallas, they're going to play it because of the situation that happened in Dallas. Everybody knows there's a tour where you can go through and and see everything from the, the, you get to go in the tower and things like that. I think my wife and I are going to end up doing that on the off day, I'm pretty sure. But, like, the Kennedy assassination, like, there's no better place to play it. And DC's a pretty good place to play it, too, and I know they have played really good versions there, but it has to be there. So hopefully this is just a way to say I'm done chasing you guys after this. I don't care. Play anything. I'll be thrilled. Of course, I want to hear stuff for the first time. I want to hear stuff that I'd heard a thousand times before, but... This is it for me. This is it for like really trying to pound in the collection here. After Brandon J, I'm extremely satisfied. So it's yeah, it might be taking a cheap way out, but you know what? Who cares? It was, hey, it was a good opportunity. Playing playing the odds, you know. If there was a history, you know, if if Indianapolis had gotten in my tree for the last six times, I'd seriously consider it. So I <laughs> I feel you, but um. We'll see. You know, we'll just have to. We'll have to wait and see. It's 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 hard. Uh, you know, hedging your bets with it. We we thought that sometimes that certain songs were going to be a lock for certain places, and then they they don't get played. But those should be good shows regardless. But I think this kind of puts an end too to the the people who are like, oh, you know, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam won't play Red States. They're not going to do that for political reasons. You know, they're doing four shows in Texas. We know what's going on in Texas, so yeah. I think we can, we can we can put that to rest. And honestly, when it comes to that, and, you know, this kind of goes beyond what your political stance is and more of what their political stance is. Like, I'm I'm saying this as looking from their perspective, even though my political stance is very close to what their perspective is. Like, go down there. That way, the local people from Texas, like back in 2003, where they had just such a strong presence being totally anti-war and anti-Iraq and anti-Bush that just go down there and tell them how you feel and maybe it makes some papers and maybe you piss off somebody 
And maybe that's all a good thing. And and like I'm starting to see, you mentioned Raleigh before. I'm starting to see that the 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 remnants of that weren't necessarily beneficial to Pearl Jam because it just kind of alienated some fans that wanted to go to that show. And if you dug deep into kind of the deepest parts of this fan base, there were there was a civil war after that. Like there were people that really started to take sides and it started to not be about Pearl Jam anymore within the fan base, which is, is really sad, but this is sort of the world that we live in now. And yeah, Pearl Jam made a stand. Don't give them your money. But if every single band did that, it would make a statement. One or two bands and Bruce did it too. They kind of followed Bruce in that aspect, but all it is, is just, just speaking out and it's not going to change things. And I know they've changed the bathroom bill down there since I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I, I can't attribute them to that. And right. I, yeah. It had, it, it had zero to do with that, with Pearl Jam canceling their show there. Exactly. Yeah. So just go down to Texas, rip Abbott, rip Cruz. Oh, you, you think you're going to get whipping a couple of times? Yeah, of course I do. Of course. Like, all of it. All of it. Like, be pissed off at those shows, and I think that's going to be some of the most entertaining stuff that comes out of it. So, alright, I think we've uh, pretty much touched up on anything. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Again, I did not want to come off as being too negative about this, but it's exciting. We've got shows again. We've got, you know, something on the calendar we can look forward to as a podcast. It's very exciting. Cause you know, these, these are always good times for us when, you know, more, more years are on and more people are talking about Pearl Jam, more people are listening. So again, like if this is your first time listening, welcome, check everything out. Now's a great time to jump on. We're going to be talking about these shows nonstop. And even, you know, after, you know, we, I think we're, we've got a, a couple of 2022 shows coming up on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. So if you were at those shows, definitely check that out. But yeah, it's, it's an exciting time, you know, and hopefully this is just whetting the appetite for something bigger to come. Yeah. And all that we can do at this point and continue to do is just be sort of your tour guide for going through the past and going through shows that you guys have went through had great memories of and might have lost some of those memories might not have some of the boots from back in the day where before the boots came official before everybody was able to buy them. So that's what we try to do. We try to kind of rekindle you with old stories. And I know that there have been people in the past that have gotten that feeling from it. So if you, yeah, if you're new to this and you've gone to shows and you want to hear a show that maybe we've covered before, what, whatever your favorite show is. And please feel free to email us live on four legs podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions as to what show that you've seen that, that we have covered or haven't covered and everything like that. There's, there's always a way to get stuff done. And, you know, we just want everybody to feel as warm as the band makes you feel in a time where the band can't necessarily do that themselves. September's going to be a lot of fun, but we got every other month covered to help you out and just give you guys some good memories. So yeah, hopefully you guys, this has been enough to have you subscribe. Hopefully my ball of energy and John's negativity weren't uh, detractors from that, but uh, I, I see John didn't really laugh at that. So <laughs> it was, it was, was I was trying laugh. to be, you know, I was trying to trying to be objective. Objective is fine. It's just 
it's it's tour. It's tour, and I'm thrilled. And I think everybody else should be thrilled. But every everybody has different takes on it, so that's kind of why it it all works, guys. So, all right, that's it for us. You can check out all of the rest of the podcast or anything website-wise. LiveOfForLegs.com is where you want to go for that. So thank you, everybody. We will see you on tour. I know it's already been some